Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Hey, smack him a goblin, bang, bang, pizza skull. It is pod fluid and the fiddle faddles. And I am <laughs> Dr. Fucker with me is... Oh, yeah! Wadzilla Pickett Smith. How's it going, Ralph? Hey, man, anybody talks bad about you, I'm gonna smack him. Yeah! That shit ain't funny. You defend your woman, goddammit. <laughs> or your man. <laughs> Stand by your man. Stand by your man. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, not much, man. Just, uh, whoo. I, I know we're recording this on Good Friday, but considering the album we just reviewed, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a Black Friday. Holy damn, I shit. forgot to have a steak today. God damn it. <laughs> Literally, God damn it. Oh, my God. We just listened to an album so bad it's going to cancel the resurrection. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus ain't going to come out of his hole and see his shadow, so, you know, we're going to be in purgatory for the next 200 years. Not even the groundhog's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Nobody. I don't even think the singer's come out, but he should. <laughs> oh, holy cow. But, uh, yeah, before we get into this torturous album, uh, we got some reviews to read. Hold on now. We got all kinds of stuff, and we're going to kick it off with iTunes. I'm here shaking, hoping nobody says your name before mine. <laughs> this one is from Matthew.J22, and it's a five-star review entitled Greatest Podcast, No Debate. Ooh, you, you know it's good already. Well, Matthew says, and I quote, Before getting into this podcast, I did not know anything about rock or metal. But once I listened to the Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 episodes, I was instantly hooked. The chemistry that Ralph and Ian have yeah. is, by, is by far better than any other podcast I've listened to. Most other podcasts are far too disingenuous and overproduced in comparison. Even if they put out episodes on, album, uh, on an album or band I don't know, which is most of the time, I still tune in because I know it's going to be a great episode. The podcast has introduced me to many of my favorite bands, and because of that, the least I could do is leave a review. Well, thank you very much, Matthew. Matt, what was the name again? Matthew.J22. Matthew.J22. Uh, Ian, I gotta, I have a confession to make. Okay. That's, that, that's one of those robots I paid for, leave a comment. Oh! The one that oh. made Podcast Kings, that's... That's the cousin of Johnny Five, Matthew Two. <laughs> Those things come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, a very nice review, and uh, I, I love reading shit like that. Like people who, however they discovered us, you know, uh, just love us, even though this isn't the genre of music they normally listen to, uh, you know. But they appreciate what we have to offer. So that's a very nice review. Keep those iTunes reviews coming. And uh, also, now let me find my phone here. We got some Podbean uh, reviews here. This is one from Mark D. 
and I believe this is uh, a guy from your Almost Human page. I think this is Mark Daly. Is that the guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mark Daly, yeah. Yeah, I believe it's him. I, I could be wrong. Uh, Mark says, and I quote, they're often the yeah, they often imitated, never duplicated podcast. Wadzilla and Dr. Fuck. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's, he's one of your boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. That makes sense. Hey, hold on, man. I'm going to ban him from the almost human page. You know, that guy, before you go into it, I love him. Don't get me wrong. It's going to sound like I'm complaining about him. But, man, he posts, like, every day, which is good. You know, stories, rock stories. This happened in this history. This, but it's all stuff I know. So I goof on him sometimes, and I'm like, hey, Mark, did you know Ozzy Osbourne was in a band called Black Sabbath? <laughs> All right, go on. Go on. Uh, yeah, and, well, he's, he's joined the, the combat page, and he posts there a lot, which I like. But holy shit, does he post some crap. And, uh, you know, he's like, he did a whole series the other week that was uh, all covers. And they were all horrible covers, you know, and I, I don't know if he's trying to be funny or ironic or what i don't care i you know i just love seeing people active on the page uh but uh yeah he, he's an interesting cat and <laughs> he's got no shame in what he posts and i, I do like that <laughs> yeah yeah he's an all right dude i like him he, he contributes a lot so yeah and that's awesome that's what you should and, which by the way speaking of you know another person that contributed a lot on the almost human page you probably missed him I, you know, man, I don't, ba I'm not like the, the rock and metal where I ban people. There, I ban people like crazy. Um, on Almost Human, I don't. And this guy was such a Sammy Hagar apologist that I kept him. I just kept him. And, and every time he tried to fight me, I I just like hit him back with a link. You know, here here's a fact, you know, and then he would always skate around it. Well, there was one time I said to him, dude, because he's like, I know, I know you. I go, dude, if you annoyed me, why the fuck would I keep you in my group? So ever since I told him that, he started following me around, being a complete dipshit. When I just said, okay, okay, you win. Bye, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Always, you know, and his, his uh, always, every time he defended Sammy, it always had to do with Dave now. Like, he would never mention Dave then. He has to do it now. Like, oh, I'll who gives a fuck? That six-pack is Dave Venn, and that's what everybody loves. Okay, we all get old. Man, have you seen Bonfoni lately? Holy mackerel. Oh, my God. We'll get that in the news. Holy cow. It's not so much that he, he sings really bad now, which is bad enough, but, man, he's, like, he's so stiff, right? He's, like, on oh. that microphone, like, his life depends on it, you know? Holy shit. Yeah, that's bad. We'll get into that later, though. But, you know, I, I know the guy you're talking about, and... You know what? I love Mark Alvin Taylor anyway. <laughs> you know, but what a kooky cat. Uh, anyway, Mark D goes on to say, I just wanted to say thank you for these entertaining and hilarious episodes. And also another thank you to Ralph for a glowing review on the greatest album ever made, Hysteria. Oh, come on. Without Hysteria, there would never been a Read My Body by Kiss. And did, I'm thankful you see, did you see my review on Hysteria? No, I did not see that one. Yet. I did. I put it up on on uh, April Fool's Day, and I was like, "This album changed the world." <laughs> and like every song was awesome. Like women, because of the song "Women," Afghanistan. Now all the chicks can walk around with nothing on, and 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 they're leaders now. And all the men have to walk around with bags over their whole body. 
That's how much women change the world. <laughs> I did see one of your videos the other day. Uh, it was one of your track by tracks that I really enjoyed. Uh, I probably was donating one because man, I got so many. Like, yeah, keep putting them. Yeah, I, I've been watching a, a ton of them, and I, I mean, I love them all. But there was one. Uh, uh, man, I, I really liked it. Now, of course, I'm having a brain fart, but I'm enjoying them. I still have a bunch saved that I haven't got to yet. And I still, uh, I haven't had time yet. I, I really want to see your interview with Martin Popoff. Yeah. I did see yeah. that one. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, right. morning, and I didn't sleep that night, man. I had difficult sleep. I said, fuck it. And I just stayed up. So, yeah, I did that interview with no sleep. Yeah, while the interview, I was like, oh, now I'm sleepy. You know, fuck. You know? But, yeah, it came out good. Uh, we're doing, he wrote me the other day. Saying he wants to come back on because you know numbers did really good. And he said, "Yeah, you know, I want to talk about my Uriah Heap book." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, I do not dislike Uriah Heap." And yeah, they kicked that phone song. Right. But dude, I mean, I try. I can't. I'm not knowledgeable with that band. I own Magician's Birthday. I own Obama God, and I own Look at Yourself, which are three of the ones that most people say those are the ones you gotta get. Yeah. And they do nothing for me. But I told Martin this. I said him, and then he goes, all right, I'll just educate you. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. It could still be a great interview. And we got to get him on the podcast sometime. We, gotta, we, will, we will. I just got to figure a way he can do it, like, on a weekend. Right, yeah, because I, I want to lather that dick. I'm a, I'm a big Martin fan. All right. But uh, let's see. Back to Marky D here. Uh, uh, yeah, without Hysteria, we'd never have – there'd never been Read My Body by Kiss. And – I am thankful for that. Bang, bang, pizza skulls. Yeah, Mark D's nuts. Oh, oh. oh Mark. Wait, 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 wait. We've got to get into the depth of Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, man. Man, I watched, I forgot how awesome he was with the Gilbert Dice Godfrey when he was Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would come out, he'd go, he'd go. Hickory dickory duck. <laughs> that was just a skit. And he's like, oh, what? And then he's like, some guy's body's like, what are you, a homo? <laughs> he he was so awesome. And I, I know there's a lot of people who just can't get past the voice. Yeah. Or, or you know, that that's all they see. But if you dig deeper into his comedy, man, I mean, he was just... Look, it, I, I, I did a little, you know, rabbit hole thing. Dude, there is a skit he did that is the most grossest fucked up joke ever told. And oh, he, are you, you talking so, about the, the, the aristocrats? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I just got that movie down. I, I, I bought that movie right when it came out, and I'm letting a friend who's a big fan of his, but he's never seen it. I'm like, oh, you got to, you know, oh, no, you gotta no, borrow that. It's a skit called The Aristocrats. Right, right, but they made a, a whole documentary about the joke. Because, oh, my God. Because the joke has been around since the days of vaudeville. Oh. And, and, and it's, a, it's a thing that comics do and add their own spin to it. And, and, and they do their own take on it, and they make it disgusting and shit like that. Yeah, that joke's been around forever, but he's featured very uh, prominently in the documentary. I, can't, I don't know if he did it or not, but I know he's in it a lot. Man, but, that joke is like so fucking vile. It makes us look like freeform. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the most vile fucking joke I've heard in my life. But, you know, he got in so much trouble. Like, he got in trouble for, uh, you know, he made a joke about 9-11, like on 9-12. Yeah. And uh, he he was the Aflac duck, and he got fired for a joke he made about a tsunami that hit Japan. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I just, he just does not give a fuck. And I, you know, of course, somebody like me, you know, oh, God, yes, somebody with fucking balls, you know, that understands comedy should be offensive yep. you know and uh now he was really you know if you think he's just that voice or he's jafar from fucking aladdin or whatever you know, you know there, there's a lot more to him and uh you know it's very, very sad that he passed yeah i found that out at work the other day and i was like son of a bitch hickory oh yes the great gilbert godfrey Live on forever. I, I, I loved him in uh, in uh, Andrew Dice Clay's movie, Ventures yeah. of Ford Fairplane. I yeah. shot. What is it? I'm shot. I'm being electrocuted here. Yeah, like that. I know your sister. She's a very nice girl. She's under the table right now, sucking my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the shot jock in that show. Yeah, Johnny Crash. Oh, yeah. love that fucking movie. Oh shit. All right, back to reviews. Yes, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, we have another one from an old-time listener. This guy's been around for a while. West Nations. I love that. Dude. Left us a review on uh, on Podbean. Simply says, "I love you guys." Not in a George Michael way, but more Andrew Richley. So I love <laughs> that. That's uh, ironic because he knows only true Wham fans like you and me would get that. Yeah, I'm not a true Wham fan, but I got it. <laughs> but thank you, West Nations, and thanks you know, wherever you leave a comment, whether it be on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, call it now, or Podbean or whatever. But it all helps the show. Uh, you know, prime example of that is the guest, you know, Count Dracula, who was on the other week. Uh, he tried to get Judas Priest on our show, and the first thing the manager wanted to know is how many people are following you. You know, what's your hits? You know, what's your shit like that? So a lot of times before requests will even get to an artist, their manager wants to see shit like that. So anytime you like us or follow us uh, on any of these platforms, that helps the show, especially if you want to see some bigger guests on here. Yeah. So keep it up. All right. Well, now it's time to get into the news. The news. And, uh, yeah. Let's see. What's going on here? Okay. Now, I haven't watched this yet, but there's a trailer released for No Cover, Hit Parader's first ever music competition TV show oh. that will premiere premiere on Wednesday, April 20th. Oh, oh my God. What the? And, and let's see. Alice Cooper, Bishop Briggs, Gavin Rossendale, Lizzie Hale, and Tassin Abassi will serve as judges to help find the world's next greatest unsigned original artist. Oh, boy. None of this ever works out, does it? Is there anybody that became big from all these stupid shows? Uh, almost never. There's been a couple times, but only if you're a hot chick. And even then it's hard. You know, like there's been, uh, what's, what's the famous one is Carrie Underwood. Uh, 
you know, but let, let's face it, if Carrie Underwood looked like fucking uh, Janis Joplin, nobody give a shit. And uh, Kelly Clarkson's got a little bit of traction, you know, but, you know, she's getting all chunky again, so, you know, she's got a talk show for Housewives, but you don't see people buying her records too much. Uh, that show, The Voice, I don't think, you know, it's still on, but nobody's made it big, you know? It's all people doing cover shit, you know? But supposedly, this is this is no covers. This is finding uh, original talent, which, you know, in, in that aspect, I, I respect it. Um, but this was tried once before on Fox, and I think it lasted like two episodes. And it's sad, but the, the, the fact of it is, the people who watch shows like that, they don't want to hear new music. They, they just, most of them are just pedophiles that like to see young children sing songs they know. Oh my God, kiss, Christine 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, I, I don't, I'm trying to see here where, uh, what this even airs on, but uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, it, it airs on Freeform Rock Podcast YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a feeling it's something like this like that and uh yeah it's probably not gonna last too long and i can see you know alice cooper okay i might care what he has to say but uh do i care about the opinion of the guy from bush or lizzie hale or whoever the other two people are no no and you know fact of the matter nobody else gives a shit either it's unfortunate but but it's true you know i don't give a shit I go on YouTube yeah. and I rabbit hole for new music. Yeah, yeah. We we listen to this kind of music and we don't give a shit. That's a bad sign. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, Jesus. And you know you know they're going to pick shitty bands. They ain't going to get no good bands up there. There ain't going to be no wild ride on that fucking show. No, no. It, it, it's going to be... They're going to like the shit that has uh, Lincoln, like the highest... Lincoln Park appeal. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be shit like that. People that already sound radio-friendly. Uh, nothing new or inventive, you know, is going to, you know... Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck reality TV, too. Uh, all right, what else we got? It, it's kind of a... It's a slow news week. Uh, Did you hear Kurt Hammett's song? No, no. In fact, I just passed by the the, uh, the story because I was like, eh, I don't care. I is it good? No, you you'll hate it. I loved it. I loved it. It's um, it's kind of like uh, it, it's kind of classical. It's got I don't know. It's got a lot of weird elements, but I really liked it a lot. But yeah, don't expect like a Metallica type song. But yeah, he does do some wailing at the end, but it doesn't last too long. But it's more it's an instrumental, and it's kind of I don't know, man, kind of soundtracky sounding. You know, I dug it, but I, I, I feel you won't. Yeah, probably won't, but I'll probably check it out. I, I don't hate Kirk, but uh, I've always found him the least interesting member of Metallica. Yeah. He... Uh, you know, and not not personality-wise, because I think he's cool. You know, I, I don't hate him, but, uh, you know, I, I think as far as lead guitarists in the big four, he's probably the least interesting to me you he's know he's a bit of a fancy pants what's that he's a bit of a fancy pants and he uses the wah too much 
Yeah, no shit. I like this meme. It shows a, a wall on the ground screaming, No, no! And Kurt like, No, oh, please! <laughs> I saw this but, many memes. I have another meme that it's a match, a Tinder match, and it's it's a uh, Kurt Hammond with a chick, but her chick, her head is a fucking wall pedal. And uh, then another one, it's a wall pedal. You know, instead of the gas inside a car, it's like Kurt Hammett's car. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! But yeah, I'll probably check it out. All right, next story. <laughs> Michael Shanker looks back on his brief stint as guitarist of Rat and says, quote, I couldn't wait to get out of it. <laughs> I heard the interview. It was hilarious. He yeah. wanted to leave Rat really bad because everybody in Rat was fighting with each other. He's like in the middle. He's like, man, I really want to get the fuck out of here because everybody was just at each other's throats in that band. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, everything fucking Michael Shanker says is hilarious because that fucker cannot talk. Yeah, I, I love Michael Shanker. Yeah. He's he just a, he's a whiny bitch, but a hell of a guitar player. Oh, yeah. As a person, come on. I said it before I say it again, man. If I was to own records of nothing but cool people, I'd only own Rush albums and Armored Saint albums. <laughs> you know? I wouldn't own no Van Halen albums. Hey, God bless you, Dave, but you know, he's a pain in the ass, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy was a prick. Everybody was a prick. He was a prick. You know, it's like, but I love the music. So, you know, therefore, you know, I have to say the same thing about whoever the fuck we were just talking about. He's a prick, but I, I oh, Shanker. He's a prick. Yeah. God damn, do I love his playing. And very, very inspirational to both Eddie and Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes' top guitar players was, top three guitar players was Ron, what was the guy from, um, Mick Ronson. Mick Ronson. Mick Ronson. Leslie West and Michael Shanker were his three favorite guitar players. Wow. Yep. Michael interesting uh, interesting list. Hey, that Satriani. <laughs> yeah, Satriani was nowhere to be found. Yep. All right. Well, the show I was hoping to go see here in a couple days, well, actually a couple weeks, uh, got canceled. The Circle Jerks postponed yeah. uh, their, their shows after Keith Morris test positive for COVID-19. It was coming uh, up. Yeah, I was going myself. Yeah, and it doubly sucks because not only was I going to go to that, but probably get in for free and get backstage because uh, my friend is good buddies uh, with the bass player. So I hope they reschedule that because I'd like to see the Circle Jerks. I've never seen them. Have you? Nope. I wish I have. I, I had my opportunities back in the day. And, and I blew her! You seen Copland? You blew yeah. her! <laughs> but, uh, Something that really broke my heart. Oh my god! Good friend of mine. Uh, it was her birthday the other day, so uh, I went to the record store that's right by my house, Peaches Records. And I, I know she loves punk. I was gonna get her like a you know a Stooges record or a Ramones record, something like that. And I'm walking in there and I see the first Stooges album. I was like, oh, awesome, awesome! I'm gonna get her that on vinyl. I pick it up. Now, keep in mind, this place, uh, you know, you go to regular record stores, you know, you're going to pay more than what you pay on Amazon. You know, that's because the store has, you know, overhead. They have to pay rent. They have to make a profit, you know, much more than Amazon has to. So records at this place were averaging about $30, where you could get the same album on 
Amazon for like 21, 22 a lot of the times. I pick up the record, I flip it over, I shit you not, it was $69.95. Whoa! For a, this wasn't this wasn't the, the the two disc deluxe edition that was put out a couple of years. This was just a 180 gram single vinyl of the Stooges' first album. Seventy dollars. I about shit my pants. I'm like, I, I there's no way I can do that. So I grab uh, Ramones. They had they had uh, uh, Rocket to Russia on vinyl. I pick it up, flip it over. $69.95. I'm like, now this, now keep in mind, this is the first time I've been back in this store since the pandemic and everything. Because I really slowed down on my vinyl buying uh, for whatever reason. Uh, you know, probably, you know, before the pandemic. And uh, I, I saw a video that was going up on YouTube that was like, our vinyl price is about ready to go up again. I was like, ah, shit. I didn't watch the video, though. But I'm going through the store and I start looking around. That's the average price now for a single vinyl in this place. 70 fucking bucks. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I refuse. I refuse to pay those prices. As much as I like to support, you know, local, uh, you know, music stores and stuff, because it's a dying breed. And this is a really cool record store, man. I mean, it's got a great vibe. There's all kinds of other different shit you can buy there. And I want to help these people. But I walked out of there. I got I got my friend uh, Isaac Hayes T-shirt and a uh, Mr. Rogers candle. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm paying that for fucking vinyl. And uh, it's a damn shame. And I was curious if anybody else out there is hitting record stores and seeing like a huge markup in, in prices, or if it's just this place. Well, you know, uh, I I I haven't gone to record stores in a long time. Um, you know, mainly because, you know, I moved, so I don't have all right. the that were near me, so I can't tell you that. But I have still been buying vinyl on either eBay, Discogs, or Amazon. So I, right. I, I'm sorry, hey, my condolences to your, to your mom and pop stores. I would love to support you, but if I got, I can buy something for the third of a cost, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm go with the, these online, and I get brand new seals, like the new goals. I got for 20 bucks. I mean, come on. Right, right. Yeah, I know. And, and I felt bad. Every once in a while, I would buy a record there just to support them. Because, uh, I mean, it's walking distance from my house. It's probably like four blocks. And, and it's cool people who run the place. And, and I want to help them. But I, I can at those prices. You know, and I don't know. If, and I don't think you know, they're doing it because of highway robbery. I'm thinking they're doing it just to survive. By the way, I don't know if you saw it. I did a video on it. I visited a record press plant the other day. Yeah, where Elsie works? Yeah, did you see the video? No, I didn't see it, but I, I, I knew Elsie worked there. Yeah, you, you'll love it. You got to watch the video. It's really good. Um, yeah, you see them pressing the, you know, see how it's made? It's it's wild stuff, I tell you. The way it's done, right. you know? So, yeah, I went there and I, I did a real wacky video. I think you'll like it. It's, it's uh, very, very uh, controversial, what I, what I say. Uh, Awesome. Well, you know, well it, it ain't gonna be no fucking. Oh, this is all records. I gotta throw in some, yeah. some ha-has and yolk yokes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know you're, there's probably a sex scene in it too, so I'm excited. I was trying. You'll see that. <laughs> Me too. The sex scene. But uh, you know, back to the record store. As I'm checking out, 
the lady who owns the place, and she's an older lady. She's probably in her 50s or 60s. But this woman is all about music. And there's always cool music playing in there if you go. It's not radio shit. You know, it's always deep cuts or like, you know, albums you haven't thought about in a while. And she was almost in tears thanking me for buying stuff at the store. And I really felt bad. But And she's like, she's like, you know, there's this, she goes, do you still buy vinyl? And I go, yes. And, and she goes, you know, there's record store day is coming up. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I usually would go to this place on record store day. And uh, there's actually a couple stores I would go to. There's one college store that Charlie Hill knows, uh, Mushroom, which which I, I would go to uh, on record store day as well. But anyway, uh, she's like, yeah. She goes, show up. If there's something you want, maybe I could save it for you, which is very, very nice. You know, because if, if you know record store day, you know how cutthroat it is. You know, and you got a lot, a lot of douchebags that just, you know, they hoard the shit and then go on eBay, you know, and sell it for retarded prices. Yep. But uh, she goes, I, I just want to warn you, it's going to be a little bit more expensive this year. And I was just, I was being polite. I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll be here. Don't worry. I ain't fucking going. <laughs> you know. Gonna be all folks. You know, and th- there's one we can't talk about yet. I know that I got to get my hands on some way. But I'm not paying seventy dollars for it. I'm sorry, you know. I'll see what I can do. Here. Uh, Let me talk to the dude. Okay, yeah, that that'd be great. And I would pay, you know, market price. You know, I have no problems paying that. But but I'll, man, I'll, for, I'll let him know that, you know, because I'm not going to ask him for free. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I, I would I would never do that. I would never ask for that because I do want to support these artists and I want to support places, but. You know, 70 bucks, kiss my fucking ass, you know. You know, especially when I got Mr. X that I'll, I'll get fucking high quality shit for free. But, I, you know, I, I still do like to support people, you know, especially when I go to shows. If there's a vinyl, I like to go grab that at the end of the night and shit, you know. And, and you know, I, I think of, you know, I know you had the same experience I did with, with record stores in our youth, man. That was a magical place yeah. that kids today miss out on i mean that's a place you could go and get lost for hours and just look at stuff and you know look at album covers and you know hear other people talking about shit or hear something that they're playing that you don't know and it was such a great great part of my childhood i have so many fun memories of wasted wasted hours it was, uh, it was a sunday ritual here in south florida we had uh, a horde of record stores here on 163rd Street, tons of record stores. And uh, it was always a Sunday ritual to hit every single one of them. And one time, there's a there's a very sad, sad, very depressing story I'm about to say. One oh, time, great. I, on one of those Sundays, I went to Blue Note, which was a great record store, awesome. Legendary down there. We walk in, and the guy Gus, that was there, he's a friend of mine, he's like, dude, you know who was just here 20 minutes ago? I was like, who? Jimmy Page and David Coverdale. I was oh, like, man. son of a bitch! I just missed him by 20 minutes. That was the oh, worst Sunday man. ever. That, that is a sad story. There you oh, go. Hey, but oh, I did meet Peter Buck of REM at one point. Nice! Yeah. And you said he was a cool guy, right? Really nice dude. Yeah, cool dude. Awesome. Well, if, if you can, people, support music stores, but, you know, 
don't fucking take out a second mortgage. Yeah, no. To if buy, you find to buy something. Stores, if you find music stores like thirty bucks and down, buy from them. You know, what's a couple extra bucks that you can save online? Support. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I I do feel that way, but man, if it's over thirty for a single album, don't don't do it. Don't don't yeah. encourage them. You can get it online for cheaper. I hate to say it. Yep. All right. Well, next story is something we uh, hinted at earlier in this episode, and that is, holy fuck, the vocals of one John Bonfone. <laughs> wow. And you know what really amazes me, though, is not how shitty his vocals were, but how many people still pay to see Bon Jovi in 2022. I mean, this, this wasn't no fucking club. This was a fucking arena. And it was fucking packed. Well, the I'm guys like, got stadiums too, you know. Yeah, I know. But, but I don't get that because nobody I know in real life has listened to Bon Jovi since fucking New Jersey. You know, and when was that? 88? Yeah. You know, I don't know, I don't know anybody who, like, you know, you know, post-fucking Nirvana still fucking listen to Bon Jovi. But he, throughout their career... They've been selling records and, and, and selling out shows. Well, not, probably not selling out, but st- I mean, they're still playing arenas when most of the bands in the 90s we loved were playing clubs. But what you know, if you look like Udo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's your answer. That's why people go see Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's, well, look at him now. Like, he looks like, they, he looks they, like Leslie Nielsen now. Yeah, but they... <laughs> they dude, but fucking... Uh, the, the, the chicks that still go see them look like fucking Andre the Giant. But yeah. my point my point is they just go, they pay to see them, to see a 60-year-old ass get wiggle away. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I just can't believe it. And he's, you know, granted, I, I quit listening to Bon Jovi, you know, after Slippery Went Wet. And, uh, you know, but they put out country songs and all this shit. And it does well, and I'm just like, God damn! Never underestimate the stupidity of people. I would still pay to see that, but yeah. man, listen, listen to those vocals though. Oh, no, but, but you guys understand, Ian? He went country because he was growing as an artist. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm as fuck. But uh, yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched the video. I was just curious, you know, because I'm. I think you you've seen him live, right? I've never seen Bon Jovi. I saw Bon Jovi once open for the Scorpions in '84, and then they came back and they opened for Rat on uh, Invasion of Privacy, and I stayed outside. I was like, I'm not sitting through that again. Did that, and, <laughs> and that's when everybody was like, No, Bon Jovi, the first album. I saw them, and not only that, even after I saw it, my friend yeah, he had the album, and I borrowed it. I said, Man, it sucked, but. All right, because he's like, no, it's a really good album. So I bought it, I bought it home, I listened to it, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. This is Aldo Nova Light. You know, it's just <laughs> horrible. And then everything, you know, I haven't, I admit, I, I I heard New Jersey and Slippery Wet the past year for the first time for the track by tracks, but I have yeah. never, ever listened to a Bon Jovi album ever since that, that time I heard the first one. I never heard a Bon Jovi album in its entirety throughout all these decades you know but yeah. uh, to me dude i mean i yeah i'm not a bon Jovi fan but i like him more now than i ever have it has nothing to do with music you know i like him because he opened uh 
a restaurant where he feeds homeless people. So he's a good dude, man. And his daughter overdosed on heroin. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. You know, so it's like, yeah. I, I feel for the guy. He, he seems like a good dude, you know? Yeah. The, only, the thing I didn't like about him, though, like, I know he's, he's done some good stuff. I was really disappointed when he wouldn't. Uh, oh, I know what you're going to say. The fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't do that benefit because he didn't want to be associated with with cock rock bands. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, that, that is lame. And I'm like, swallow, swallow your fucking pride. But, but yeah. that's that's the thing I always hated about Bon Jovi because he was always a poser. Because if you look at those old pictures, which they're hysterical, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I went I went on a fucking Bon Jovi picture raid on Google, and all I did, <laughs> I crop out the whole thing and just keep David Bryant or Rosenberg, whatever his name, Rosenberg. Yeah. I've been cutting pictures of Rosenbaum from the really early days when he had that big old Jufro and he, and he's dressed all cock rock with, you know, <laughs> it's just hysterical pictures of the guy, you know? So, uh, but yeah, you know what, man? But, you know, okay, it's bad that he did that fire thing, but I got to hand it to him for the homeless restaurant. I was like, you know what? This ain't a bad dude. And, you know, Brett Michaels is out there fucking playing shows for veterans. So he's not a bad dude either. They do good things, you know? So my hat's off to Bonfoni and good for, good for him uh, making millions off a of real shame. Yeah, but as an animal lover, I hate Brett Michaels, you know, for how many animals were killed to make his wigs and shit. Yeah, you know. yeah but but uh, those were kangaroos. That, they, they don't matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're soulless beings. <laughs> <laughs> They kick people in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. Purpose. All right. Well, Jimmy Page says he's working on multiple projects and says, I'll leave it to your imagination. Now, I didn't read this story. I just saw the headline. And I do know that Jimmy Page recently turned down uh, Ozzy's request to be on his new abortion. Uh, but, I mean, God damn, what do you think Jimmy Page is going to do? And will, I know, it be, I know. will it be any good? I know one of the projects he's doing. Okay. Uh, he is, he's now in a laboratory trying to make a time machine so he can go back in time and meet me and be there 20 minutes later at, at Bruno Records to meet me. <laughs> uh, but he can't seem to find 1.1 gigawatts. <laughs> uh, I would definitely love to hear any music from Jimmy Page, but the reality of it is, I mean, what is he, almost 80? I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what comes out at this point as far as new music. I know probably one of the projects. I know they're working on like a deluxe edition of the Coverdale Page album. Oh, that's awesome. That that's supposed to come out with some, I believe, some unreleased songs and probably some live shit from the you know the few shows they did in Japan. Uh, that I would definitely buy up. But I mean, it's like how many times can you re-release the the Zeppelin catalog? You know, and I don't, I don't think anybody's clamoring for, uh, you know, the firm remasters. So terrible, man. Yeah. So I I don't know what he could have in the, in the pipe, but I would love to hear him do something. I'd love to hear all six of his tracks for one song. I mean, the guy's a fucking genius, but, uh, a little little uh, long in the tooth. I got to put a plug for Ed, Edwin, uh, Eddie, I'm sorry. I'll edit that. Eddie kind of stretchy. I got to do a plug for this guy because he's got a YouTube page. And he did this whole Rankorama with Led Zeppelin. 
And he said something that I never thought of before. And I go, you know what? This guy's right, man. He said, Jimmy Page is the greatest record producer. And I think about it. fucking physical graffiti. How's it all? The sound of those albums, which is so timeless, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like the greatest producer ever, I think. I put him up there. Like, people, who's your favorite? I'm gonna, I know everybody will say Martin Birch, who I love, and shit like that. But no, Jimmy Page, man. Fuck yeah! I mean, he produced every one of those fucking albums, and yep. I, mean, I mean, even you know, in through the outdoor, which I'm not a fan of most of that album, but I mean, production-wise, you can't complain about it, you know. And uh, and you hit on something, you know, really important about it is the timelessness of that production it, it doesn't sound dated you know, know. yeah and a lot of albums from the early 80s you know that yeah. doesn't have that kind of production where you yeah. have more technology you know what i mean yeah but you want to hear something crazy about uh jimmy page um i remember it's on the the blu-ray no the dvd extra of you can't stop rock and roll or no no it was under the blade under the blade they were talking about when they were recording it, they recorded it in the same barn where Led Zeppelin recorded. And he, and, and, Jim, and Dee Snyder said, right there, an open closet with all the the Led Zeppelin reels. Oh. Just out in the open there. At that oh. Spot. Ain't that crazy? Oh, man. He's a great I mean, producer, but goddamn was he careless after he was done with those albums. Yeah. Oh, God. Just to be able to put those on. Yeah. You know. Mark Steele. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, last story. Uh, probably won't interest you too much, but I'm uh, looking forward to this. The Black Crows, which to me is kind of a joke because to me it's just the Robinson Brothers right now. Uh, they're putting out an EP called 1972, and it's all covering tracks that were released in 1972. And uh, I'm digging the set list. They got Rocks Off by The Stones, The Slider by T-Rex, You Wear It Well by Rod Stewart, Easy to Slip by Little Feet, Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie, and Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I dig that. I, I'd like to hear their take. They do have an amazing group of musicians out with them. Um, I'm big fans of, uh, you know, I, I did some, some digging because I'd never heard of these guys, and I checked out their own bands, and uh, very... I mean, they, they pick some good guys, but to me, it's, this is, that doesn't make a band. A band, you know, I think has like a chemistry, a gel, a magic, a spark to them. You know, this is just a couple guys taking out some good musicians. So I'm sure it'll sound good, but you know, the true spark is, you know, well, what can you do in the studio when you write your own shit? And maybe this is the answer. <laughs> you, you can't. So you put out an EP of covers. But I'm sure it'll sound really well, and I am definitely looking forward to picking that up. 1972. Awesome. All right. Well, before we get into this review, uh, I just want to give a little uh, nod to a friend of mine. I just found out passed away yesterday. Uh, Rio Hackford. Uh, also went by Rio Duvall. And Rio was a... Super cool cat, man. And a young dude. He's only, you know, I'm going to turn 48 here in, in, a, in a month, in, in less than a month. And he was only four years older than me. 
But he owned One-Eyed Jacks, that bar I took you to uh, down in the French Quarter. Remember that club I took you into? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He owned that. Well, he owned a lot of bars and a lot of clubs. Uh, his father's Taylor Hackford, the, the award-winning director. Uh, just a super, super cool guy. And he passed away from a rare form of eye cancer. And he didn't tell anybody. He's, I guess apparently he's had it for years, but he just he never talked to anybody about it. And I kind of I lost track with him, you know, probably about five years ago. You know, he he moved back to California and was only here sporadically, so we didn't see each other as much. But just a super cool guy, man. And I I met him. It was one of the greatest days of my life. I met him right after my first Van Halen show and me and my, my buddy were walking through the corner just I mean we were on fucking cloud nine after the fucking Van Halen show something we never thought we'd see and and we passed his club and he just pointed at our shirts he's like you guys are at the show like yeah he's like come on in let's do shots man and you know just everybody was just under the spell of Van Halen it was just the magic was in the air and that place became a home to me and my best friend. And we were there constantly, saw so many shows. And I became friends with Rio. And, you know, I, I did work at the club and, and, you know, got to know him, hang out, you know, would get to sit in the VIP section and shit. And just a super cool cat. <laughs> Never forget, uh, one, what, the one time I was denied uh, VIP status and i think i might have said this on a show a long time ago but greg dooley from afghan wigs was playing a show and i saw rio and i was like hey man hey let me get up in the vip man i, I want to hang with dooley he's like sorry dude he's like no dudes just tits <laughs> and i'm like hey man i go hey man i got tits he goes yeah man tits don't count he goes i can't help you tonight i was like son of a bitch and i still ended, i still ended up meeting greg dooley that night anyway but just not up in the vip section but he was a super cool cat. He loved music. Uh, you know, he did some acting, too. He was in, uh, he had a bit part in Swingers. He was in a horrible movie called Jonah Hex. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he just loved music. I'll never forget. He had, He was a huge Cheap Trick fan. Big, big Cheap Trick fan. And he flew in Terry Reed to play his birthday one year. Nice. And... And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Terry Reed, amazing vocalist, was uh, offered to be, you know, offered to spot Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple and turned it down. And he wrote Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. It's one of his songs that, that Cheap Tricks did. And so I'm there and, and I'm, I'm just fucking wasted. And Terry Reed starts playing Speak Now. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look at Reed and I go, fucking playing cheap trick he's like you fucking dumbass he wrote the song he just looked at me with such disgust i was like oh yeah i knew that fuck i'm wasted man <laughs> you know? but he just looked at me like he wanted to strangle me uh but we laughed about it later and i was so happy the, the time i got to meet cheap trick when they were playing voodoo fest here rio was there and rio was hanging out with the whole band and hanging out with robin and i knew how much that meant to him because i mean he just he Cheap Trick was his band and just a really, really cool guy, you know. 
and uh, very sad his passing. He was married, had two small children. Uh, you know, that's part when he, when he moved back to California. You know, he settled down, started a family. And even though I missed him, I was happy for him because he was a partier, man. He was a party boy. He was always in the club having fun, and and he found the right woman and had a little family. And man, fifty-two. You know, that's that, that's fucking young. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to raise my glass and give a little tickle palm handshake to Rio. That's what the, he always had. He had special handshakes for people and stuff. You know, he always had these weird, wacky ones. And I'll never forget the first time. You know, after we became friendly, I'd always shake hands with him, and he'd take his middle finger and like tickle the inside of your palm, like "What the fuck?" And he would just laugh every time. And then it just, you know, it was something you got used to, and that was just like a Rioism. And uh, he was a good dude. So this is for you, Rio. Yeah, rest in peace, Rio, man. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, if you think that's sad and depressing, we haven't talked about the album we're doing. <laughs> and uh, holy shit, I, I wonder how many people are going to listen to this episode. I know the, these fan episodes, uh, you know, they're always on the fringe. They tend not to do as well as, you know, stuff that Ralph and I would pick. Not that we're like, you know, Terrence and just do, you know, multi-platinum albums. But uh, this is one definitely outside our wheelhouse. And if you remember, we would offer, you know, pick an episode for 40 you can pick and guest for 60 and a hundred dollars if it's something you know we don't want to do and this album deserves you know doesn't deserve to be on our podcast and the only person who does that hundred dollars is mr t from germany he does it all the time but even mr t from germany would not pick something like this but this was paid for by the great trinity and i i think trinity changed last name she's going by now yeah yeah don't call her by that either. yeah and actually i don't want to give trinity's last name anyway because i don't want her getting hate mail about this <laughs> and i will say the people on the facebook page be nice to trinity okay don't give her shit because she picked this horrible album that's our job she's awesome <laughs> she is amazing i i love her to death i love her and and her boyfriend connor you know are two longtime listeners to the show and they're both they're they're like kids to me uh you know i'm very proud of both of them i think they're incredible people and i feel bad for her right now because <laughs> you know she paid for us to do my chemical romance's third studio album the the concept record the black parade and in, in a fair and just world uh trinity you owe us 60 more dollars because this is <laughs> this, this is a hundred dollar fucking episode if i've ever heard one <laughs> Holy shit. And, and, you know, this is one. You know, there's episodes we haven't got to yet that we're not necessarily. It's not that we're putting them off. It's just sometimes what's the easiest one to do that week. This is one I was definitely putting off. But then Ralph's like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's well, get, I, let's I get it over with. My, my thought was, look, man, we're going to get burnt out on this shit. Let's do this one so we don't have this. To end it, you know what I mean? Like, you're right. Buddy burnt out. We gotta go through this. It's like, no, 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 no. Even though I haven't heard a note of my Chemical Romance, you know, I understand they're hip with the kids. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember when uh, when I was doing my radio show, the Matt Porter used to listen to my radio show in his garage, and he he said his his 
his youngest daughter would listen to it with him sometimes. They're like, oh my God, don't let a kid listen to my radio show. You know, he goes, no, she laughs at all the things you say, the dirty stuff you do. Uh, he goes, but she le- her favorite band's My Chemical Romance. Will you play her some? And I seriously, I had no My Chemical Romance in my catalog. And I was like, oh, well, tell her, you know, that that's sweet, you know, but please pick something else. I, I don't have any, any of that, you know. And hearing it now, I'm so glad I did it. And I don't feel bad for not playing it for Matt Porter's daughter now because this shit... This shit would have. I know I got kicked off that metal station for playing Joe Jackson, but I, 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 I think I, w- I would have kicked myself off a cranium for playing this shit. That's so unfair because, dude, I remember Bushy because I'm not on the metal station anymore. Bushy would play Wham and and, and uh, Debbie Gibson. Oh shit, yeah, man. When you played is like immolation compared to shit like that. You know? Oh, I. But, you know, it's, it's so funny. This is Easter weekend. We're recording this on Good Friday. I'm like Christ, you know. I died for, for all you bad DJ sins. I was the sacrificial lamb. And I, it's okay, though. No hard feelings. Uh, I went on to have a great show at, at Cranium Radio where I had absolute freedom. Uh, but, you know, freedom isn't free. And you would have to pay me a lot to play this shit. Holy fuck is this shit bad. This and I've never heard this band before. I, I fully admit I I knew who they were. I I saw a picture of them and I just knew I wouldn't like them. I just, just looking at these twinks. I was like, God damn. No. No. This, I, first of all I thought the name sucked. And then I saw a picture of them. I'm like, no. No. I, I don't think I've ever felt as old in my life as I did today listening to this shit. And then I was horrified when I found out the lead singer is only uh, three years younger than me. Like, you didn't know better? Oh, my fucking God. You know, it's like, please. You know, this kid should have been born in the fucking... He should have been born yesterday releasing this shit. Uh, Spoiler alert. This is some of the worst shit I've ever heard in my life. It It was absolute fucking torture. And I listened to it one and a half times. I listened to it once doing shit around the house today, uh, just to get familiar. I was like, okay, and then I listened to it one more time and do my notes. By the time it came to note time, and I left enough time to listen to it, you know, I, I I couldn't make it through those fucking songs again. Like no fucking way. Okay, I already know. I already know this sucks. Let me write something down. Uh, oh my god. Oh my. This this must have been how my dad felt passing my room. You know. When I'm playing King Diamond and shit, you know. In fact, I had to listen to King Diamond after this. Just to get the fucking AIDS out my fucking ears. Oh my god. This this is seriously some of the worst shit I've ever heard. But it's 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 proof of timeline. Because if you look at Trinity now, you know, Trinity's all about like Van Halen, Judas Priest, some of the greatest, most timeless music ever. Uh but this is apparently her favorite album of all time. But I'm looking at like her age and when this album came out, you know, she had to be a little kid, you know, when she heard this. And, you know, I was real rough on, on Ralph about some of the shit from his childhood that he likes that I think is silly, like, you know, Sticks and Ario Speedwagon and shit. And of course he laughs at the cock rock, you know, that I have fond memories of. And, 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 I, and don't forget, our last episode, Man at Work. Yeah. 
Yeah, Minute Work, and that's something I love from that. But even Minute Work, I think I could listen to now and still enjoy. But there's a lot of, like, especially the, some of the cock rock that I know if I just heard it for the first time today, there's no way I would have the same affinity for or, or would give it the chance or like it. If I didn't have the history, if I wasn't a little kid and, and associated with those memories. And then I, I think back to how much shit I gave you on that REO Speedwagon, you know, and that Molly Hatchet shit. And I just want to apologize, Ralph. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 because I thought that shit was bad. I thought it was. But hearing this shit now, I, 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 I want to do a Sticks weekend where I listen to nothing but the beautiful operatic vocals of, of, of fucking Dennis DeYoung. Just a mix of the ballads. Oh God! I, I, I yeah. I just want to hear Queen's MySpace or or Hot Space. Hot space. Oh my fucking God! I, 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 you'd probably want to listen to Terrence Bird and Friends podcast. Oh, I would. I would. I with the sound up. You know. Oh my God! This shit was 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 so fucking horrible. But Trinity, I know it means a lot to you, and you know so. So I'm gonna apologize right now, but this shit's gonna hurt, cause it hurt me. You hurt me, Trinity, and <laughs> and I got a feeling you hurt Ralph too. Yeah, well, uh, um, you know. Go ahead. Yeah, and then I'll talk about this. But go ahead. I, I I mean I really maybe we don't think about the repercussions of you know uh, our little tiff where we took a year off. I think we did some damage to some fucking people, and uh, and I think this is payback. I, that, that's the only thing I can think is like, yeah, I'm going to teach you motherfuckers, you know, to take a year off. I'm going to make you review this. Holy fucking shit. Uh, yeah, this, it's, ooh, ooh, this was rough. Go, go ahead, Ralph. All right. I played this today and I took notes. And while I was taking notes and by the time I was done taking notes, I said, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to buy this. And I did. <laughs> Hello? No, you didn't. And then I listened to it again. I love it. I fucking love this. No, you didn't. Dude, I'll go into track by track why I love this. Oh, my fucking. And, and, and let me tell you something. What you said earlier, and by the way, now you don't have to send hate mail to train. What you said earlier, oh, I heard the name, then I saw them. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Well, I never saw them. I listened to this looking at the Black Parade album cover. But there's one song on here I like so much, and I noticed they made a video for it. I only looked at it, and I was like, oh, boy, look at these fucking twats. <laughs> they do look like twats. But I like this album, dude. I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, you got to be kidding me. And I've been keeping this quiet this whole time. You know, I wanted to shock you. And yeah, there was a eerie silence there. I will explain why I like this album as we go through track by track. And believe me, and I didn't think I was gonna like this. Okay, you bet. You better explain this shit to me, and you better use like pictures and stuff. <laughs> I'll show you where they touched me. <laughs> oh, holy! I, I mean, seriously, you know, because you even, I, you know, I, I text you while I was doing notes, and, and and you put, but will I like it? You know what I'm like, and I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, uh. 
There's no fucking so, way. Uh, so, Ian, you can take away that apology about Ario and Sticks now. <laughs> you can throw it at me with this. No, 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 but I mean it. I mean it. I'd still rather you know, Sticks me in both ears yeah. than, than, than fucking... Oh, okay. All right. You're you're being serious. You're not punking I, me, dude. I, it's way past April first. I, I I know you kids with your My Chemical Romance and your jackass and shit. You're just trying to give an old man like me a fucking heart attack. Let me tell you something. I love this album so much that after it was done, I went and ate Tide Pods. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm sure it's on TikTok too. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, you, you just... Oh, I, I've got three more gray hairs, and they're all on my ass. Oh, be a great episode, a yin and yang episode. Oh my fucking God! Oh. Let's take the first track, the end. The end. If only this was the end. <laughs> what is this fucking country? He's got like a a, a country uh, tinge on his voice in the beginning. And I, I saw a quote where he said that, you know, he was inspired by Pink Floyd's The Wall on this. And you can hear, he was talking about comparing this song to In the Flesh. And you can hear the part where he's trying to do that. This this is about as much Pink Floyd as uh, momentarily lapse of reason. Uh, oh, oh I, I just knew right away. I'm like, oh, the, the, this isn't going to end well, but I wish this was the end. Uh the only nice thing is it was a minute and 52 seconds. Well, yeah, um, I didn't know about that Pink Floyd thing. That's what I wrote in my notes. I said, this sounds like Pink Floyd meets Phantom of the Paradise. It's uh, like some of that soundtrack. Music. I really like it. I thought it was good chill beginning. And it's a good uh, setup for the album. Then the next one is called um, Dead. This has like a want you to want me swing to it. It, it, it does, dude. And even the solo sounds very Rick Nielsen. Uh, I don't really think it's bad. It's you know I don't think it's great. It's a feel good song. It's got a Letter Cleo vibe as well. Uh, in many of these songs, actually, I think it's a fun song. But the la la's at the end made this stiffy Mr. Softy. That la 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 thing that happened at the end, it was like, oh. Other than that, I liked it. This sounds like NSYNC meets fucking Green Day on Sesame Street. Yeah. Oh, with the la la la. la. Oh my fucking god! I, I mean, seriously. Yeah, this guy, this guy's voice. I, oh my god. And you know, as I'm, you know, I did a little bit of read. I'm like. And who's this fucking twink related to? Because I knew he had a famous cousin. And it's Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan must be so embarrassed to have a, a niece or a cousin like this motherfucker. Oh my god. And he went on to say he's felt like a girl his entire life. And, and oh man, I get it. And I'm, I'm not trying to rag on the trans community or the gay community at all. But I can see why girls like that I that that I can get, but how a man <laughs> can listen to this shit, I have no. I mean, it does. It sounds like fucking InSync meets Green Day, which I, I'm so glad I grew up in an era where punk was fucking dangerous. You know, 
and and rebellious and and this is mall punk oh my god i mean this is straight up hot topic fucking hey we're, we're punky we're punky because we got a stupid haircut you know that ain't what punk's about this is, this is about as punk as fucking thomas dolby jesus christ uh science she's blinded oh my god uh, <laughs> you like that crap, dude? Yeah, I, I, I love fucking Thomas Toby. <laughs> Why, Mrs. Moto? You're beautiful. Wasn't uh, that video you chased around like a butterfly net, we're trying to yeah. get flies or something? Yeah. Holy crap, the eighties suck. <laughs> oh God, not like, yeah, this. I like this. Oh, holy cow! All right, I'll, I'll go into the next song. This is how I disappear. Uh, I no longer feel bad for molested kids. Oh, ow. <laughs> this, <laughs> this band is so gender neutral it makes Morrissey look like Ron Jeremy. Uh, oh, my, my God. This shit is so... And again, I, I hate do I hate... I don't want to make gay sound like a bad thing. But this, this is like the gayest of the gay like I, I a friend of mine's a drag queen and and is he's like chuck norris compared to this uh yeah it's just it, it's fucking it, it's terrible it, and it's so like uh, oh this makes you know and, and i know you like some pop stuff this makes letters to cleo sound like gg allen <laughs> you, you know this this is I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you like this song, Ralph? Go ahead. Well, the the, the verse is not that good. I, I I like you know the start of it is a little rocking. I like the chorus. It's got a nice driving vibe. You know, take out the the verses and I enjoy this more. It's got a great scream in the middle, and I think this dude's got a good voice. You know, it's like look, I I can't stand Lincoln Park, but that guy had a great voice too. That dude that off himself. Uh, Chuck, what was the name? Chucky? I forgot. Um, and uh, I think this song's got some cool hooks, but, you know, the verses, I can really identify how the kids would like it. It's a little too youthful for me, this whole fuck, but whatever. All right, the next one is called, it's the title track, Welcome to the Black Parade. Hey, Ian, I can't even defend this one, okay? <laughs> so go ahead. I really have nothing to say about Nice about this. I was like, okay. All right. I see. I see what, what I was fearing here. Yeah, not good. I didn't like this one. Oh, God. The marching band shit uh, at the beginning. Or maybe it's this song. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. It's, this, it's, this shit all runs together. I mean, this bitch sounds like an eight year old girl crying because she got dragged out of Chunky Cheese before she was ready to go. Uh, Supposedly, I don't know if you followed what the concept of this album is. No, is it cancer? Oh. I have to do with cancer. Yeah. Uh, hold on, this is right here. It's a rock opera centered centered on a dying character with cancer, known as the patient. The album tells the story of his apparent death, experiences in the afterlife, and subsequent reflections on his life. Uh, I don't know. I'm not getting any of that. 
well, I shouldn't say that. I kind of get it because listen to this shit. I wanted to die. Um, I, I, I mean, you you made you talked about the guy's voice, uh, and and I call him guy. I think I'm supposed to call him they. He's one of those pronoun motherfuckers. Uh, they's voice, they be sucking, uh, and more than dick. Uh, oh, it just gets on gets on my nerves, and it's fucking like. You know, even Stephen Pierce, he said, hey, can you track this guy's vocals a little bit more? I mean, there's like fucking seven layers to, to the, the same girly voice. I, I think that's another thing uh, that gets me about it. It sounds like a fucking girl. And and I'm like, I, I'm kind of, I admit I'm kind of prejudiced against girls in rock. But there's some, I, you know, I love Joan Jett. You know, I love Pat Benatar and Wilson. You know, but those are girls with balls. Brett Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett Michaels, you know. Uh, 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 Literally oh. has balls. Do that shit. Oh, my God. Uh, mm, just so bad. Uh, there's nothing more I can add to it. Yeah, this is... I, I, I don't... I honestly... And I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick or insult you, but I really can't see like a girl over fucking 14 or a boy over 8 <laughs> liking this shit well I don't like this song in my defense but but uh, but I, I'll go to the next song I don't love you uh or wait, wait a minute did we skip one no. we did we skipped one we skipped the sharpest lives oh shit um I didn't write anything down about that but I remember that's one that I liked Damn, I could have sworn I fucking wrote that. I yeah. did like that one. That was one I liked. Yeah, okay, yeah. What I wrote about the, the, the girl getting dragged out of Chunky Cheese was for that song. Uh, for Welcome to the Black Parade, uh, I put, This guy's dad should be beaten in public. Uh, this is what 80, 80% of Queen sounds like to me. Because uh, that, that whole beginning sounded very queen-like in Welcome to the Black Parade. I, I can see some prancy fucking... You know, I can see that on jazz. Uh, yeah, I hated that song. Uh, and you already said you, you hated it too. So we go to the next one. Uh, I Don't Love You. Oh, great. A powerless ballad. Kill Me Now. Would rather listen to Sammy Hagar unplugged with the sound on. Ow! Yeah, yeah, this horrible. Hor I, I, I mean, everything the guy sings is pussy, and when it's ballad, it, it's pussy personified. I, I, I mean, seriously, during this song, I had to go change my pad. <laughs> I, I, horrible, horrible. I don't. I can tell this motherfucker don't love me because he put out a song like this. Uh, this. This is worse than the worst of the eight. You know, when all the fucking cock rock bands were doing power ballads, even worse, even fucking worse. And just as predictable and phony. This is some phony shit. Bon, bon phony's got more street cred. Uh, absolutely pathetic. What do you think of? I don't love you. Well, you know, Bon Jovi he hits the streets. Uh. You notice he always likes to use that line. Me and the boys hit the streets. Says that in several <laughs> songs. Uh, that, good melodic guitar solo on this, but 
Yeah, the rest is absolutely nothing. I was like, yeah, but then the guitar solo comes out. I was like, yeah, this guy's good. But what surrounds it? It ain't my bag, Daddy, Granddaddy, Ian. Um, House of Wolves is the next one. Yeah. Not bad. It's a pumping track. I like the drums and the driving force of the song. You know, and I don't hear that modern garbage in this song. And uh, it's uh, it's got some good, like, you know, what you said earlier, punky riffs. Uh, it's a good fun, fun track. I, I dug House of Wolves. I will say this is my least hated track on the album. Uh, there's like a tinge, like they're, they're, they're trying to be heavy, but like maybe their fanny pack hits the guitar strings in the middle of it and, and fucks it all up. Uh, but this song is why we have to fight for the right to keep abortion legal. Uh, it's very important because uh, whiny fucks like this you just come on come on use them what they're made for stem cells if we if we could kill this band and cure michael j fox i'm all for it uh yeah it still sucks but it's the least offensive of this album then we go to the next song cancer this makes cancer sound like pink eye uh this is much more damaging than cancer and you know, it's, my mother is a cancer survivor, and I feel like I survived it too, but it took a lot out of me. Fuck this song. What do you think, Ralph? It's depressing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty depressing. It's obvious. This guy knows somebody that suffered and died of cancer. Uh, I like his voice, though, man. Man, you know, but then again, I, ever since I finished uh, listening to this album, I've really been craving the taste of cock. So maybe it has something to do with it, but I believe it. It is sad. Uh, all right, I'll take the next one, Mama, which features Liza Minnelli. So with Mama, we all go to hell. Says, oh, I love that shit. I think it's a demented pop song. I like the uh, the dark turns, the, the those noises it makes in spots of the song. This one I, I was really impressed by. I bet you feel the same way. Yeah. Don't know why, but I thought Liza could save this. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I, I wish Roger Waters would write a concept album about how bad this album sucks. <laughs> oh man. It was, the only high point I could give it was it was it was nice to hear Liza. It was nice to hear a masculine voice on this fucking album. Oh God, fucking horrible. I'll take the next one. Sleep. Uh, this is what killed rock. <laughs> Not fucking uh, goddamn Spotify and fucking uh, what's the other shit? What the kids used to steal their music from? Napster. Napster, yeah. It wasn't Napster. It wasn't any of that shit. It's putting out fucking shit like this. This is why kids would be like, hmm. I'll listen to the fucking Migos or any other fucking crap rap that's out now. Because it's got balls, at least. I mean, shitty, shriveled up, overproduced, mumbled balls. But goddamn, if I was a teenager growing up and I had to pick between this shit and rap, as far as, you know, what's on the radio and what's being thrown at you as, as a young child, I'd take it too. 
I'd take it too. This is fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. What do you think of sleep? Um, uh, it's not one I really like off this one. No, it doesn't annoy me in the slightest. It sounds to me pretty original without trying to be different. Um, not bad. I like it. Uh, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next one. Teenagers. This is a fucking fun song, man. I dig this one. I think it's catchy as fuck. I love the vocal structure flow and music. It's so damn catchy to me. And I even wrote down some of the lyrics, which I really like. And she says, all teenagers scare the living shit out of me. They could care less as long as, uh, as long as some will bleed. So uh, darken your clothes and strike a violent pose. Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me. I love that shit. This is my favorite track off the album. And it's the one that I saw. Oh, they have a music video for it. So let me watch it. When I watch it, I'm like, oh, man, look at these dudes. But I love this song. This song's awesome. Made me want to buy the album, actually. Teenager. I give it two thumbs up. What do you think, Ebert? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this sounds like the offspring trying to be Southern rock. Not so much ZZ Top as it is PP Power Bottom. Uh, this is fucking garbage. Fucking, I, I mean, it re really does. Like, this sounds like them trying to be the Offspring, which they make the Offspring sound like fucking Led Zeppelin. Oh my god! And it, oh man, I, I mean, I still feel like this is a joke. I still feel like you know, there's there's no way you could like this shit. And one thing I never, ever, ever want to hear out of your mouth again is he hates metal. Oh yeah, my yeah, fucking no. god! Yeah, yeah, you, you, you lost, you lost those privileges, my friend. I gotta turn in my badge. God damn! I, I mean, this, I, I, I honestly, I honestly cannot believe. That, that you like this. And I know we, hey, we both like some weird shit, you know, yeah, and I, 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 believe it either, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I know you love ABBA, man, and there's all kinds of uh, weird foo-foo shit that I like too, you know, everybody has their, their weird shit that, uh, you know, of course they're not going to play in front of fucking company, but, uh, god damn. Mm. But I, I, I will give you this though. It has a catchy chorus. I can see why radio would play it because radio sucks. Uh, but I can I can see this as a single. But man, not my bag, man. Not my bag. Uh, next song, Disenchanted. Oh, for fuck's sake, end! I want to beat the shit out of this twink with his own emotional support animal. Uh. And, and that's what that's what he sounds like, you know, you know, like, oh, I'm scared of flying, so I gotta have a cockatoo beside me, you know. Ain't, I mean, that, a, ain't that a bird? Yeah. Cockatoo. Yeah, yeah. This guy wants a cockatoo by his side and cockatoo in his mouth and cockatoo in his ass. Oh my God! I I mean, it is really so, uh, mm, just. I don't know, man. There's just something so pussy about this shit, you know? And and this is coming from a guy that's never missed an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. 
Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm not homophobic. I have so many gay friends and stuff. But this, this stuff is like gay. I, I, I should say stereotypical gay. You, you know, what, what people have in their minds is so different than how gay people are in real life and stuff like this. But it's just so, I don't know, Caitlyn Jenner about this shit, man. No balls. No balls. In fact, I, I, I think you could use this album as like kind of like a, a compound W for your balls. You just put this on your balls and then they fall off two days later. <laughs> Kill me already. Kill me already. I, the only saving grace is that a, a, a girl asked us to review it so i can kind of i can kind of get that you know and my old lady even told me i should call her my old lady my wife told me you know i'm, I'm telling her this shit and, and i'm like yeah this is some girl shit she goes don't don't say that don't be sexist like that and of course i told her what's wrong with being sexy uh but i i oh it, it really is this is like instinctive me. It, it's 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 like Backstreet Boys with a fucking guitar. It's that, you know. Oh, what do you think of Disenchanted? This is a perfect fucking song. Woo! <laughs> this is fucking genius songwriting. I love how it's delivered at every angle. This is a great, great ballad. And uh, I'm telling you, after her teenagers, I was like, you know, I'm listening to Disenchanted while I'm ordering it. I'm like, this is fucking great. I love it. All right. I, I love it. <laughs> it. It's sexy. Sexy here. <laughs> All right. I'll go to the last one. It's called, uh, in this last word, this one did nothing for me. Uh, cool little riff. And, and I dig the singing. But overall, uh, it's a song I couldn't sink my teeth into. So I can't. I have to give this one a pass. What do you think? Uh, I just put speechless. I, I I ran out of fucking jokes by the end of this. The, the joke is on me that I I had to listen to this shit. Uh, it's it's really bad. But you know what? If you if you like it, whatever. You know, whatever. If somebody listens to this shit and it makes them happy to listen to this fucking wham wham fucking bullshit. You know, that's always been, you know, my big thing with the, the emergence of new metal and, 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 you know, the rap rock and I would say, you know, the latter half of the 90s on in metal was, was the wan wan ass of it. And it's just, it's it's all over this shit. Don't any of these fuckers get laid, you know? What's wrong with fucking getting laid, driving too fast in a car, worshiping Satan? Give me some of that shit. I, I, I just don't connect with it. I don't I don't connect with it on a musical level. I don't connect with it on a lyrical level. If I even cared to know what the fuck they were saying, which honestly I, I didn't listen to any of these fucking lyrics. I was so turned off and by the fucking music and, and that fucking voice um, that I, I have no idea what this fucking album's about. I never would have known it was about a fucking little cancer kid. I'd say, what if I can do a make a wish? It'd be I never have to hear this shit again. Fucking, hey, I hope this kid didn't get to go to fucking Disney. God damn. 
But uh, then I'll go into the hidden track. Do you, are you aware of the hidden yeah, track? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, okay. Blood. More queen bullshit. You know, I I, I can see it. Like I saw a little quip. A uh, little quip. Little, little, look, it's, it's already turned me into a fucking fruitcake. It's a little quip. Uh, where where he said it, you know, inspired by like Queen and Pink Floyd and stuff like that. And what an insult to those bands. Uh, but yeah, it's just useless fucking, you know. Hey, we're in show choir and we're doing a little, you know, little song and dance number here. It's fucking pathetic. And, and and the the version I downloaded was they they put out a tenth anniversary like if you were still alive, you know after ten years they put out a, a deluxe edition to fucking torture you even more. But I didn't listen to any of those fucking tracks. I deleted them right away. I already I already knew going into this shit. I'm I'm listening to what I have to, and that's fucking it. I don't know. Did you listen to any other songs or shit? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I listened to them all, and not none really stuck out. And there's some live recordings and different. Yeah. All right. What do you think of Blood? Yeah, this one should have stayed hidden. Uh, it is really bad. Uh, I did not like it at all. That's pretty much right. I know it's the hidden track, but uh, yeah, it's 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 it was supposed to be more hidden than that because I still heard it. But in the end, I mean, yeah, look. I'm being a little too generous here. Yes, half of it I didn't like. But half of it I liked enough to buy it. That's it, you know? I make no apologies because, honestly, I have no shame, shame, shame. I, I wish you would have spent 70 bucks on this at Peaches. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. Hey, look, I found it online for eight bucks. <laughs> oh, my. Free shipping on eBay, eight bucks. Oh, yeah, I'll buy it. All right, well, that is our review of what year was 2006, The Black Parade. Uh, believe it or not, this motherfucker went triple platinum. Wow. And, and, and I believe it. And I believe it. And, uh, boy, that was rough, you know. And I, I do did this. You, did you see the Black Parade band album cover? The band album cover? Yeah. Uh, no. It's it's a parade of SUVs. Oh, and we know who was driving it. Yeah. Some. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, you know, and I just, oh boy, you know, mm. boy, that that was a rough one. That was a rough one. That was all right. Yeah. Oh, apparently. All right, but uh, Trinity and 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 to Matt Porter's little daughter, she might she might actually listen to this one. Uh, mm, I I don't know though. I think Matt Porter's daughter is probably a, a senior now, so she probably doesn't listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> uh, mm, mm. All right, uh, let's go into pick of the week. You you have one, Ralph? Or I, have, me- I have a theme song for it. Okay, here we go. It's time for Pick of the Week. The only time it's cool to say Ian before Ralph. (laughs) All right, well, I'll go ahead with my Pick of the Week. And uh, funny enough, this will show you how much sometimes opinions can change. uh, Because this is something that I really put down on our previous episode. Yeah, I have a feeling I know it is. Your Pick of the Week is My Chemical Romance, The Black Parade. 
Man, how quick you change your mind. No, my friend, it is not. Uh, my pick of the week is the latest album from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Unlimited Love. And I did not like, and I, I still don't like the first single, Black Summer, really turned me off. Then the second single, Poster Child, I was like, eh, you know, and then I heard the third single, and I was like, no, I don't like this one. Then I heard the fourth single, and I was like, no. But then I went back, I was like, let me listen to it again, because Chili Peppers, I've, I've changed my mind on a lot. Like, one that I used to, I really hated when it first came out is By The Way, and I really changed my mind on it, like, a couple years later. Well, I went back and listened to this with headphones on, and I was just blown away. I still stand by three out of the four singles that they've released so far are my three least tracks on the album. And unfortunately, it's one of those, you know, should have been trimmed down a lot more. There's 17 tracks. It's over an hour long. But man, the other stuff, like I, I grew to like Poster Child and the rest of it, man, musically, I, I just think it's fucking incredible. I, was, I could not stop listening to it all week long. And it got me on a, on a Chili Peppers kick. And uh, and it got me to go back and give a chance to the two albums they did without after John Frusciante left in uh, in uh, 09. And I, I really didn't care for them that much. And I went back and listened to them with different ears. And I got, I got into those a lot more. But I'm really feeling the new album. And unfortunately, I've never seen the Chili Peppers live. They're doing a stadium tour this summer. Yeah, the place here at Modern Stadium. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, but there's there's no stadium in uh, New Orleans, so they're not coming here. And I love them, but I, I don't love them enough to fucking travel. But uh, yeah, I I really like it, and I know there, there's a lot of Chili Peppers fans that are on the page. There's a lot of people who hate them. Uh, a lot of people that only like you know certain eras of them. But I would say give this one a chance, and if you don't like it at first, go back and. You know, it's funny, I was thinking of you as I was changing my opinion. Like, I remember you telling me how when you first heard Fair Warning, you're like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. You know, and, and and then not too long after that, then all of a sudden, like, holy shit, it's Fair Warning. Yeah. And, and, and that's how I kind of felt with this, because I really, I was like, okay, more disappointing shit from the Chili Peppers. Uh, and like I said, the, the, the three, so three out of the four songs... I haven't changed my mind on yet, and one of them, the ballad, I know I won't change my mind on that one. Because, man, you want to talk about a band that got fucked by the success of Under the Bridge. They've tried to do Under the Bridge so many times, and it never fucking works. And even Under the Bridge, I, I used to like it. I could I never want to hear that song again. That song sucks! Yeah, it does to me now. It does to me I now. Yeah, but... Hey man, I remember when I first heard that album when it when it first came out before that was a single. I was like, oh fuck, this is a good song, man, and that's one that radio just killed. I like and, breaking the girl. I thought that was. A good oh song. yeah, that's a real good song. Yeah, I, just, I liked off it. I really like that song. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I went back and I've been listening to Chili Peppers all fucking week. And man, I mean, I, I know you like Mother's Milk, but not so much Blood Sugar Sex Magic. But to me. But and even though when I listen to it now, of course, I skip under the bridge. But, uh, man, just so fucking good. 
and it, it takes me back. You know, I have real fond memories of of when alternative was coming in. You know, uh, you know, mixed feelings. I definitely had at the time because I hated seeing my cock rock go away. But you know, the cock rock was so fucking. You know, by the time that shit was coming out, cock rock had turned into stuff like tough and danger, danger. And I definitely wasn't feeling that kind of shit either. So, but, you know, at least in the, in the beginning, you know, in the in the first half of the 90s, even with fucking grunge and alternative, you still had some kind of fucking rock stars and stuff, you know, and some kind of presence. And then it all went to fucking shit, you know, and then you end up with shit like My Chemical Romance being passed off as rock and roll, you know. Not my fucking book. Not my fucking house. <laughs> you know, you ain't, you ain't playing this shit in my fucking house. But, uh, but no, I, I seriously, and especially, you know, people who are fans of John Shante, uh, man, there's some stellar guitar work on this album. Really, really good shit. That definitely put on some headphones and check it out and, and give it more than one listen. Because uh, I definitely changed my tune on it. But that is my pick of the week. Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love. What you got, Ralph? Alright, I got a really good one. Um, this is a band called The Descendants. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yeah, the punk band? Yeah, yeah. The album Milo Goes to College. Milo Goes to College, yeah. Fuck, oh that's a classic. Dude, that's awesome. Catalina, Suburban Home. Yeah. You know, I Want to Be a Bear. All punky, fucking short-ass songs. I think like the longest song on here is like maybe two minutes and change because yeah. most of them are like you know a minute or a minute and change but it's awesome you know it's, it's a really cool album uh, it's a uh, really cool punk a lot of high energy to it and and it does have it's a uh, little melodic twist here and there where i was listening to that today actually you know it was actually yesterday and i was cranking that shit in my house going man this album is so good Wow, that's another, that's another surprise. I would never expect you to like the Descendants, man. That's cool. Yeah, they're they're you know, but they are very punk. I, I like a lot of punk, and they do have that punk flair to them. But there's also, I mean, there's even a tinge of hardcore here and there. And, uh, but there's also this little um, melodic twist to some of the songs, not all. Of it. Right. I like Catalina and Suburban Home. I mean, those are my two favorites off there. And uh, Parents is really good. Um, Hope. I'm trying to think of all the songs on there. Kabuki Girl. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just love it. I love the album. That's my pick of the week. My uh, the Descendants. Milo goes to college. I got it on vinyl. Wow, you, you surprised me again. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to go into fan of the week, and we've already talked about her, and I hope she's not still crying. But Trinity. Uh, is an absolute sweetheart she is she is so so cool and i'm so happy for her and connor they are two of the the nicest people in the world actually connor just texted me the other day and uh you know i've talked to him on the phone before and just super nice i mean they're from canada you know you don't hate anything if you're in canada except the opposing hockey team and parents yeah yeah they're just they're just sweetheart people you know from the from a sweet country um but trinity i just i'm i I think she is so cool it makes me feel so good to see somebody her age that 
has that love of Judas Priest. You know, she's got the Judas Priest necklace and loves her some some real Van Halen and uh, her and Connor are the cutest. I'm so glad they're still together, and I hope they're one of those couples that you know make it forever. I can't wait to see pictures of their kids, and they're both doing really well. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think they were rumbling about coming to Rock and Pop. Well, that was before the pandemic hit. Uh, Trinity sent me a message, and and I hope you know I'm sure the cat's out of the bag now. But that was going to be her birthday present to Connor, was to bring bring him to Rock and Pods, you know, so I could meet us and stuff. And and I was so excited, you know. And I, I think the issue was she wanted to know if you had to be 21 to to get a hotel room, uh, you know, because she was worried about that. Uh, which I thought was so adorable. But, I mean, both of them are just amazing people. And, and Trinity uh, <coughs> Tr- Trinity was going to college, and then she wasn't, and and she messaged me, and I really encouraged her to, to you know, to, to stick with it and to do it. And I was so proud. She, she sent me a, a, a copy of a paper she wrote. Uh, in one of her college classes and stuff, and it was on music and stuff, and it was so good. And I did—I felt like a proud father, <laughs> you know, like reading my kids' homework. And, and she did so good, and it just put the biggest smile on my face. And I wish both her and Connor nothing but the best. You know, Connor wrote me a message the other day on Facebook. He's like, "Hey, have fun with uh, my Chemical Romance." You know, LOL. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Things I do for your future wife. Uh, but I, I love them both. I mean, they're great, and I hope that at the next Rockin' Pod, which will be happening uh, in 2023 in the springtime, I believe, as of now, uh, I hope I get to meet them. I, I really do, because I would I would love to hang out with them. Yeah. And, and come, well, come to our room, and we're going to jam out the teenagers and disenchant it. Yeah, yeah, while well, me and Connor are at the bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, leave the girls upstairs. You guys can listen to teenagers and do each other's hair. But I love you both. But Trinity, this is all about you. Uh, thank you so much. And I appreciate your donation. And, you know, and especially, you know, donations coming from somebody that young. who You know, they, they don't have a lot of money to be pissing away on a couple of old farts like us, you know, <laughs> to, for me to badmouth their favorite album of all time but uh i love you sweetheart and hope to get to meet you soon and and hope you at least had some laughs and and hey ralph like who would have figured that shit i know know, right what the fuck's wrong (laughs) by the way i did get the same um college report trinity sent to me as well and it was very well written yes i was very proud of her very proud of her hell and i will say on the record this is way better than school and godsmack and all that other garbage that's out there. Thank you. Well, it's better than Godsmack. <laughs> there you can't argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. But thank you, Trinity. Thank you so much for, for your kind donation. And uh, like I said, ho- hope you hope you found some enjoyment in this episode. Yes. And, 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 it, and again, any people out there on the Facebook page and stuff who feel the same way as I do about my chemical romance don't give Trinity shit be nice to her or I, I will yeah. ban you over that yeah, shit give me this shit leave her alone yeah yeah pick on Ralph yeah I deserve <laughs> it 
Because I think school sucks and smashing pumpkins and red hot shitty peppers. All that shit. I hate all that shit. Wait, I'm trying to think of what, what's what's the cure. Oh my god. I hate the fucking cure. So I deserve it more than Trinity. Trinity loves Jews, Breeze, Van Allen, and and my chemical romance. Look at look. She she doesn't spew hatred toward your beloved tool. I do. Because they yeah. suck. Remember, Ian, when we were in Nashville and you played the new Tool song for the first time? <laughs> I went into yeah. a fucking coma. <laughs> yeah, he did. And apparently hasn't woke up out of it. No, I'm still, I'm, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm daydreaming still. It's like, like my chemical romance. See, see what Tool did to me? Yeah, he got Tool smacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I smacked my uh, Tool. Smacked him right in the fucking ears. The smack uh. my gob. <laughs> All right, well, if you still found a way to enjoy this episode, come back next week. Uh, can't say what it's going to be, but it's going to be another fan episode. We're taking care of everybody, one shitty album at a time. And we're almost done. We're almost done. I see that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's a fucking train that says, My Chemical Romance. I, and I got whacked right in the butt, right inside my butt by that train. And, and it kept like backing up and going back in. <laughs> Photos to be revealed on the next episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>